Welcome to the Pretty Powerful Podcast, where powerful women are interviewed every week to share real inspiring stories and incredible insight to help women or anyone break the barriers, be a part of innovation, shatter the glass ceiling, and dominate to the top of their sport, industry, or life's mission. Join us as we celebrate exceptional women and step into our power. And now, here's your host, Angela Gennari. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Angela Gennari, and I am the host of the Pretty Powerful Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Carissa McIntyre, who is also known as Lady Mac XO. Thank you so much for joining us, Carissa. Thank you for having me here. I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you. So we are going to be talking to Carissa. And just so you know, if you're at work, you may want to put your headphones in. And if you are at home with your significant other, you may want to turn the volume up. I'm going to give you a little bio about Carissa to let you know why. So author Carissa McIntyre, who is also known as Lady Mac XO, is a self-published author from Ontario, Canada, who published her first novel while starting over after fleeing a domestic relationship a domestic uh, abuse relationship and finding herself homeless with her children. Um, Carissa has written a series of erotica novels that are engaging, that are gripping, and that will surely add some fire to your relationship. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a heads up that this, this may not be safe for work. <laughs> so we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> so thank you so much, Carissa. I am super excited to, to talk to you. I've been following your social media and I've been following, you know, what you do online and that you are so engaging. And I love that you draw your audience into your life and that you really kind of add some spark and some spice to our day. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. That's such a lovely little intro and you know, <laughs> little, uh, about me. So thank you. That absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. So tell me what got you started in writing? Well, writing in general is something I have always wanted to do, like my whole life. My earliest memories are literally of, um, you know, watching the Ninja Turtles as a kid. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Uh-huh. And I was, I loved April O'Neill because she was this journalist. They get to follow the Ninja Turtles around and like report on their awesome stories. And I wanted to do that. But with yeah. like, when I had like uh, my youngest memories, I like, had a little notepad and, you know, I wanted to like write stories. And so I was going to go through college for journalism and maybe get involved in freelance writing. But I never had a lot of support as far as writing went um, throughout my early life. Uh, there was this stigma around me, around some of my loved ones, past partner that, you know, if I wasn't already Stephen King or R.L. Stein, like who was I, you know, what writing. Right, <laughs> right, and right. As just, if people don't start somewhere, right? right? So <laughs> at the time, you know, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I didn't have a lot of belief in myself. Uh, I wasn't uh, always in the most healthiest of, you know, place with my partner. And so I believed that. And yeah. so um, my writing was just a, kind of like a secret hidden hobby that I had. I dabbled mm-hmm. in it here and there, but um, like my entire life since I was little, but never took it seriously, never shared it with anybody and just saved all of my little stories and, and tucked them yeah. away. Yeah. 
And so what made you want to go into the erotica segment? Because you you have this series, this book series called Cuffed. Is that right? So yeah, Cuffed you. is your Cuffed is your series. And you wrote the first one when you were leaving the abusive relationship, right? Yeah. So it's funny, all of that kind of tied together. So um uh in my early adulthood, I kind of hit a bit of a writer's block and so I was trying different types of writing styles and thought I'd try my hand at a sexy scene and I loved it. It, yeah. it just flowed and so I kept writing them and I I wrote a lot of these short story eroticas and, and also a novel idea. Mm-hmm. And then I tucked them all away and I had these like boxes of, of short stories and, and sexy ideas and this one story idea of a taboo kidnapping uh-huh. so and so I have everything tucked away and then in 2016 my long-term partner um got injured on the job site oh and he broke his arm in three places and over the next eight months or so developed an addiction to painkillers mm. and our life kind of fell apart yeah absolutely um, it got really bad. And I was planning on taking four children, not all mine, but because I was the sober, stable adult, I was planning on taking four children to the women's homeless shelter. I was about nine grand in debt. We were being evicted. I didn't have a whole lot more than um, laundry baskets of stuff, of our clothes. and, And it was a really bad time. And as I am desperately trying to squirrel away our possessions in the last few months before we left, I came across my book or my box of like manuscripts and and short stories. And there was this, a mixture of two things kind of happened. One, um, I was really, I was fighting depression really bad. Um, My Mm -hmm. whole life was falling apart. Mm -hmm. I, I needed something for me I don't know I just felt drawn to like maybe I'll just do some writing once in a while when the kids are in bed and you know at 2 a.m when I can't sleep and I'll just pour my feelings into this thing yeah. that I'm and at the same time a friend of mine was making an adult styled coloring book um you know back in like 2015 16 those were becoming really popular right right Coral designs and mandelas and but she was using a self-publishing program on Amazon to do this. Mm-hmm. And I had never, never realized that this could be an option, that I could just publish my own book, that right. I could just be my own. I didn't have to be Stephen King or R.L. Stein. I, I could just be Carissa McIntyre and, yeah. and publish a book. So I find this manuscript. It's about November 2016. At this point, I know by, you know, after Christmas, early spring, like we are going to be homeless and I, and and where do you go with four kids? Um, You know, it's not, if it had been me myself, um, you know, I might've been able to find a friend's couch to crash on or a floor, but you know, I got children who need stability, who need a safe place, who need food, who need clothing, who need stuff I can't provide. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, the homeless shelter's looking like our only option. So, uh, you know, over the course of a couple of weeks at like 2 a.m., I start putting this book together and I do all of the things myself because I'm not in a position to like, I don't even have a penny to my name. 
Right. So the very first draft of my very first book, which looks nothing like the one that's all over social media. Yeah. I literally photograph a friend of mine in my hallway against like a black background so that wow. I can like Photoshop it a bit. Yeah. And I put it into like a free cover editing program on Amazon and I write the book and I edit it myself and it's awful. Like not the, the editing's awful. The formatting is awful. The it's a great great story okay yeah yeah (laughs) and my and my and my story itself is inspiring so so here I am I'm now uh it's February of 2017 and uh, so so for for backstory in in April is when we went to the shelter so February two months uh I'm packing stuff up and now I have now I have this book and I've hit publish on Amazon but I can't even afford my own copy right So I'm go. I go on Facebook and I'm like, Hey guys, as most of you know, like I'm, I'm like desolate and going to be homeless and moving out and, and I'm going to the homeless shelter and I don't know what to do. And I'm all around the kids, but guys, like I wrote a book. So, cause I, I already had a bit of a Facebook following. Um, I had dabbled in direct sales and, and multi, multi-level marketing for a while. Yeah. And, yeah. and my relationship falling apart had accidentally kind of become like it, it had become kind of public, like my, yeah. especially in our small town. So, uh, uh, and I didn't have the thousands and thousands of followers that I do now either. Right. We're talking about yeah. like a couple of people. Right. So I'm like, Hey guys, as you know, like, and my friends were like, oh, like I'll buy a copy of that. Like, of course yeah. I'll, I'll email you a copy. So, or I'll email you, email you money or PayPal you or whatever. And so I just sent them, I just sent them the links and eventually I sold enough to, to, to buy my own copy. So, wow. So then we go to the shelter and we're there for seven weeks. And during the time that I'm there, I'm really like fueled now with this like repassion of like, I had everything taken from me. Yes. And I, and I, and I'm broken and I'm depressed and I'm, and I'm lost and I'm feeling kind of like a failure. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I feel like a bad mom. I feel like a bad person. I feel like not realizing the bigger picture here that I'm doing the amazing thing by leaving. I'm doing the right thing by getting security for my kids. I'm doing the best thing by getting us help and asking for help and taking the help, whatever humbling form it comes in. So I'm feeling really yucky, but I'm at the shelter and I'm, and I'm, and I'm applying everything. I'm taking my book and I'm like going to chapters and I'm going to government programs and, you know, and, and I'm saying, instead of taking welfare or social security, is there a employment program I can work in where I'll write yeah. another book? And they're like, we don't know, but we'll figure it out. So I, I, I applied my ass off and I wrote a second book while I was in the shelter. It took seven weeks to get us out of there. I found a new place. Um, and then I just kept going with it. It just like refueled my whole, restarted my whole like life. Wow. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote seven books since I'm involved in multiple like charity organizations and fundraising for domestic abuse and awareness and, and, uh, and I've, and I'm launching new side projects and guided journals and teaching women to help themselves and love themselves and inspiring. And, and I'm taking all of that from a really shitty place. So there wow. you go. Gosh, I love it. I love it. And, you know, I always feel like the most broken places in our lives is when we find the most inspiration. We do. And I've really learned too, that some of the most uh, uh, inspirational and, and positive and amazing pivots in our life do not feel like that. They no. absolutely do not. Um, yeah. And not to make like, you know, uh, the silver lining in every tragedy, but, you know, a lot of those big moments 
they felt yucky. They didn't yeah. feel like I was doing the right thing. They, they felt like a bad point in my life. They felt like I was not, you know, but then looking back, I'm like, wow, look at, you know, so yeah, yeah they don't, yeah. they don't always feel good in the beginning, but they, um, they definitely do not, yeah. but, but it gives you that fire in you, you know, when I, so I, I had been married twice and my second husband was very physically, verbally, like everything abusive. And it had just progressively gotten worse. And, you know, they always say, how do you get into something like that? You don't get into it when it's like that. And that's what people don't understand. It's like, nobody walks into a relationship that's abusive. It progressively becomes that to the point where you feel like you're stuck. And so, you know, I, it took a lot, like it's okay. You know, he was threatening my life. He was, you know, I, I knew that if I didn't leave, he would kill me. And so it just became one of those things where for myself and my son, I had to just figure it out. And fortunately, he was stupid enough to make some really dumb mistakes. And I was able to get him out of my house versus, you know, me having to leave. <laughs> but um, but I knew his greed would ultimately be the 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 thing that that sunk the ship. And so, he, you know, I was able to get him out. But at the same time, you know, rebuilding my life after that, you know, that's the part that people don't understand how hard that is, because you've been you know, manipulated and, you know, your confidence is at the lowest point and like, how do you start? And so, you know, you, you feel like, okay, that part of my life is, you know, I've got that, that out, but now what, you know? <laughs> and so that's yeah, how do you learn to, the most basic things from trusting yourself yeah, uh, yeah, and what other people say to learning to care properly for yourself and yeah. to make good choices moving forward. Like it's literally everything. Well, and people don't realize how much you punish yourself after that. You know, it's like you punish yourself. You think you're not worthy of anything at that point. And because you've been manipulated and told you weren't. And so it becomes, it's a, it's a cycle. And so pulling yourself out of that, I have a lot of respect for what you've done, but what I love about your book series and, and your story is that you didn't just pull yourself out. You gave other women an escape, you know, other women, this idea of, listen, this is where I have been. This is what I've done. And also read this book, escape from, you know, it, it's, you know, these erotica novels, it's this fantasy of, you know, leave the, the, where you are mentally for a short period of time. If you feel like you can't endure this, go into a book. That's what I love about books, right? Is it gives you an escape. And, and certain ones like, so in these sense, like erotica and romance and fantasy, they really can really give you those little sparks of like passion for yourself and an excitement and, and an escape that's like safe and comforting, you know? Um, And it builds your confidence. You know, that's what I love about this type, you know, of, of series is that, you know, you're giving women that, that power back you know, that, that power within them, you know, this isn't power from the outside. This isn't outwardly success. This is internal power. And that's what I really love about it. So this, you know, this is such a a great way for women to be inspired and, you know, to also look at their own relationships and to say, you know, am I getting what I need out of this? Am I staying for the wrong reasons? And, and so, you know, you're kind of, you're, 
your story is something that I think will resonate because so many of us are in these relationships that are just not healthy, right? Not healthy for us, not healthy for our kids. And finding the courage to leave is sometimes the hardest thing to do. And so, you know, having that confidence and, and even if it's something like, you know, reading this book series to kind of give you that internal power, that internal, like, Hey, I'm kind of a goddess. I'm kind of a badass, and you know, right. Okay. I, yeah, yeah, and that's good. Like I'm mm-hmm. worth that. Like yes. I went, I went from. So I, it's funny. I did this workshop for the uh, Chamber of Commerce once in my city, and the whole, um, the whole concept behind it. There was a series of them, and they were like, fa- like winning from failing. Uh-huh. And I really said, like, when I, when I published this first book too, like, I was like, I was so, I felt not only so unworthy of my own confidence and love and, and, and in life, but like, I really believed I would fail. And so it yeah. was just going to be like, see, y'all were right. I am a failure. I can't, yeah. I can't like, I, and I, but in, when it didn't, that's what, like, it was doing things for myself and taking that, putting that passion into me again, that like, made me realize I can do these things. I am worthy of these things. They came from my own self. They came from my own, you know, like me, um, my, my failures. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Learning that confidence again and learning that you are worthy and you are a goddess and you can do those things. That's, it's a good feeling, you know? And I have, Okay, when I first started talking about my story and and my books and my journey, it kind of felt weird, right? Until until the amount of women that came to me and they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, thank you yeah. for for showing me that there is light at the end of this, that there is something better, that I am worthy, that I am deserving, that I can leave, that I can, or even just realizing like there are a lot of women that have come to me and said like, there was nothing wrong with my relationship in that sense that like it was abusive or I needed to leave, but I'm not happy and I'm not right. getting what I want and I'm not asking for what I want. And we're not sexually like sparked anymore. And there was all of these things. And it's just because I didn't feel worthy or didn't think that I deserved to say, Hey, you know, uh, yeah. my feelings, I, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that just kept me going. And the more that I put myself in my story and my business and what I do and what I've done out there, the more women just come back to me and they're like, thank you. You know, getting that feedback is awesome. I needed that. Like I had to Google where I should go with my kids and what I should do. You know, I needed, you know, there were, there's always those inspirational people that are out there and we see them but I needed somebody really like me that was really real raw vulnerable had yeah. like you know wasn't in some like wasn't a multi-millionaire or wasn't like super like it was just regular you know and so I yeah. found other women like me that were like man I had to live in the back of my car to hide from my ex and then yeah. I built this incredible business and now look at me you know, those were the people. So I want to be those people. Yeah. 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 I have friends who have been in a situation like that, where, you know, they had to leave by any means necessary, you know? And, and I think as women, we don't do things for ourselves, right? Like we don't really leave for us. We leave for our kids, right? We get to, to the point where it's like, listen, now, now this is going to impact them so much that me staying out of being in my comfort zone or being afraid or being, you know, 
not being brave. This is now hurting my kids. And the bravery comes from the kids, right? The bravery comes from wanting to save our kids, not from wanting to save ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, when, when my ex started being abusive and it was just to me and he would say awful things to me all the time. And he would, you know, everything was behind closed doors. And so I always told myself I'm tough. I can handle it. Like there's nothing he can say that can break me, but that's not true. Every single time he said it, he broke me, you know, it's little breaks, little bit of a time, a little bit of a time for months. Yeah. When it crosses over though, and you're not the only recipient of that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And when, when it became, you know, focused at my son, resenting my son, that's when I was like, okay, now, now we've got a whole different, it's a, it's a different ballgame, you know? And so my kids are going to school terrified and crying and we can't feed them. Never mind, feed me, I'll starve. But when I can't feed them and they're scared and they're getting abused and they're like, that was it. Like, and then, and you know, and like, you know, and we can put ourselves down all we want. Well, why did you stay? Why did you stay? But the reality is, thank God we left. Yeah, yeah. Good on us for that, you know? Right, right. Because it's so hard to leave. I mean, your your life is being threatened sometimes. You're, you know, you're, you're being threatened with, well, if you leave, you'll have nothing. I mean, we, you know, taking the sacrifice and leaving without knowing what's on the other side, it's, it's like the devil you know versus the devil you don't. And so the people don't understand the, the leaving process and the amount of bravery and courage that it takes and not knowing what's on the other side of that because you've only been told that if you leave, you'll either die or fail, you know? And so you're yep. thinking, okay, die, that. fail, or endure this, you know? And sometimes dying and failing sounds better. And so it's when it gets to that point, you're like, okay, no more. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I applaud you for what you've done with the book series. So tell me about the book series and tell me about the characters in the books. Okay. So I have seven books right okay. now. Uh, three are, um, one's a standalone novel. Uh, it's, um, it's about two women mostly. And then I have two short story collections, which are really great for okay. you know quick little reads, quick spicing things up. But my main series that is mostly known is the Cuffed series. Okay. It, it started off as that one-off book that I thought, you know, I'd write and fail. And it was about a taboo kidnapping, about this girl who's kidnapped by two men, supposed to be quick and easy, a couple hours, they make a million bucks, she's on her way, everything goes wrong. <laughs> and she ends up there in this kind of taboo love affair with the kidnapper's best friend. Not like a Stockholm syndrome thing, the kidnapper's best friend, and this is consensual, blah, blah, blah. But it's pretty hot. And I thought it would be a one-off novel, but the characters really came to life, and they wanted more, and they demanded a story. So it spiraled into them going on this crazy adventure, and these robberies, and there's a lot of BDSM, and there's a lot of, and there's also a lot of, like, at near the end, a lot of women, like, she's very much empowered and and calling not calling the shots like she's like the boss of the relationship but calling the shots of what she needs in her life and okay. getting it yeah, and yeah I love it and, it and it became a four book series I just published book four at the beginning of this year February um and uh and I really love it it's it's definitely become the like 
the book series of mine for now I have a new series coming out so oh fantastic that's so awesome okay great and then you just published a journal right yes okay so so this ties more away from the smut and more into the inspirational part Uh uh-huh there was a lot of times over the last few years uh, that I have been asked to speak for certain organizations that have to do with the domestic abuse or women starting over or, or just people in general, like just taking a big leap in, in, in changing their life plan and their business and their life and all of these things. Yeah. And so I had created a handful of worksheets for these workshops that were very like in-depth questionnaires and some charts and some activities, you know, about finding deeper questions within yourself and why you react the way you do and and what you really need and and like some some really really in-depth stuff. The first yeah. time I the first time I actually launched the series of worksheets to a government organization that was meant to just be for like the 20 applicants. Um, a bunch of social workers in like numerous buildings photocopied and took my worksheets and went off with them. And they were like, oh, oh my, my God, gosh. this is life changing. And I was like, are you serious? Um, so I kept those worksheets and I kept a bunch of other activities that really helped me over the last five years between love and learning to love myself and learning to start over and, you know, um, things that have helped keep me focused on myself and finding what's important. And I've shared little bits of them throughout time. And they've always come back with these amazing, like, oh my God, these are really, really inspiring. Like I, I need this activity. So finally, at the end of last year, I think the beginning of this year, I just kind of felt compelled to put all of them together into yeah. this little like five it's five chapters it's 120 pages and it is filled with all of those different tools and tricks and tips that I've used to keep myself sane um yeah. throughout the last five years and uh and it's been really well reviewed so far uh and I'm talking with a couple of different organizations about uh getting it in there and using it as you know uh, in their shelters or in their whatever so uh, I'm I'm really in love with this thing. I've poured my soul into this. I and, love that. Uh, I just launched pre-orders, um, and it will be live all over Amazon and in all the works uh, by end of July. So it's called "Learn to Fucking Love Yourself," and awesome. it's a journal. And uh, I can't wait to get it out there. Thank you. That is so amazing. Well, I know it's going to help so many people, and I think we need more resources like that. And you know, yeah. just just that, you know, everybody has these journals where it kind of prompts you like today's a happy day because blah, blah, blah. And sometimes all your days aren't happy. And so, you know, oh sometimes God. like just having those prompts, I think is good. Having that inspiration inside the journal is good. Like it should really just be a personal piece of work, you know, like it so should be I, with your work. I really wrote it. So every chapter is very much from my point of view and my and my mindset, you know, like, so example, one chapter mm-hmm. is all about one part of a chapter is about, you know, learn sitting with your feelings, yeah. you know, and it was, you know, it's very, from my point of view, like some of the shit I've been to, my yeah. feelings are valid. Like I'm going to have bad days. I, sometimes I'm pissed the fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, this day I'm going to dedicate an hour to feeling these feels because they are important and they're valid. Yeah. I'm going to be angry and mad and I'm going to get it out of my system. And then I'm going to pick up my big girl panties uh-huh. and I'm going to move on. You <laughs> That's, know? Right. That's right. Because I can't, I can't talk. I'm not about po- toxic positivity. I've been through way too much to just 
be like, oh, it's all sunshine and roses because it's not. Right. But I right. don't want to unpack my bags and live in misery. There yeah. is a middle ground. Yeah. So that's what I put out there. That your yeah. feelings are valid. And you know what? Like you, you've been through shit. That's valid. You know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. okay. So feel yeah. it. Sit with sorrow and then let her go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's okay to every once in a while, I'm just, I've had a really crap day and I'm just, I need 15 minutes in my car yes. to cry, scream, whatever it is. And then I wipe my tears, get up, go in the house and I'm fine. Like yeah. now I, I've moved on, you know, but yep. you, you have to take you those moments to- and, you know, ignoring them only builds up. Ignoring them is what happens when you stub your toe and then you lose your shit yeah. for 20 minutes right. on everybody around <laughs> you. That's because. That's because you finally are going to let go of all of those things. You've been like, this is fine. This is fine. No, it's not. So yeah, yeah. giving yourself those five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, when, if it's real bad, like during that whole pandemic period of like 2020, Mm -hmm. uh, my youngest split her head open and was injured in an awful accident. My leg broke, my basement flooded, my best friend died. Uh, my oldest was in the ICU and came within a half an hour of losing their fucking life. I wow. went through hell, never mind COVID. So wow. when things started to ease, I was like, you know what? I need like three days to be an angry, sad, pissed off motherfucker. I know. I, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? The self-care, being mad for three days because this was, I had way too much. I just had too much in me. Because I didn't have, during that time, I did not have a safe and healthy way to let it out. So I had to, I took the time to let it out. Otherwise I was going to be miserable. And yeah, yeah, I was going to stub my toe someday and then put my fist through the wall and have a mental breakdown. And that's not good for anybody. That's not good for anybody. Oh, I know. And when you're carrying it, you know, it's amazing. I, one of the reasons that I, I had to leave, you know, obviously the the marriage was was awful you know but one of the things that really prompted me to do it was because I didn't like who I was you know because I was carrying around so much anger and hurt and anxiety that I was snapping on at people I was angry I had this like low level anger it just it was awful and it was this anger at myself it was this resentment and if you carry that with you you know there's this there's this book called the body keeps the score and what I've done is I've noticed like now I start noticing when things are happening you know grinding my teeth like because I was grinding my teeth so much my dentist was like you're really gonna have to wear a mouth guard I'm like not doing I that. broke a tooth for yeah. grinding my teeth yeah but your it. body yeah your body will start if you don't let things out your body will start to just kind of internally it's toxic for you it's so toxic if you're not letting these feelings out if you're not getting what you need if you're not expressing yourself properly and in a healthy way your body will start to kind of you know battle inside of itself and so grinding your teeth coming you know headaches all the time um you know internal issues stomach upset i mean it's it's an it's a constant battle internally if you're not letting it go externally so yeah just really so hard but yes so um but I love this journal because it's a healthy outlet. It's a healthy outlet for people to do what they need to do to release all of that. Right. So to release all of it, it's, it's a way that they can get up in the morning or before they go to bed to just get it all out and then sleep peacefully. You know, it's, it's, it's not in here anymore. It's not in your head. It is, it is now on paper and it just feels better. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Love so that. what inspires you? What inspires me? <sighs> a lot of things. Um, feeling good, uh, mm. helping other people feel good, seeing, seeing my kids happy. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to being able to be happy. All those things really inspire me feeling feminine, feeling yeah. sexy. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So, so I, one of the questions that I ask all the time on this podcast, so, you know, there, we give away our power all the time. And, you know, I, I think I probably know the answer to this, but you probably gave away your power at some point. Right. And then you step back into your power. So tell me about those two instances. And I think I can almost answer it from your story, but I want to hear it from you. Um, you know, when did you give away your power and when did you step into your power and what was the difference for you, um, after, you know, in those moments? Um, it took, so we go to the shelter, uh, we get out of the shelter. Okay. <laughs> and then we're about a year, we're about a year and a bit in and on yeah. the outside life looks good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're in a new place. I published like three books uh, we're, we're, the kids are in therapy and I have a breakdown, uh, having a breakdown that is like, almost like it took me out of the blue. Like, I just, I knew that like there was, eh, but like, oh, and it was bad. It was like, it was like, admit me to like, doc, like, I'm not okay. If I'm just, and, and I wasn't suicidal, but I was in the mindset that like, if I just didn't exist, everybody would be better off. Wow. And, and I suddenly realized that even though I had gotten us out of a really bad place, even though I had done the right things and I had been, um, so focused on my business and my books and getting the kids settled and in therapy, I wasn't taking care of me. Wow. I wasn't putting my needs first, like at all. Mm -hmm. um, and that I had no idea who I was, what I wanted, what I was doing with my life. Like, yeah, I wanted to be an author and I wanted to write books, but like, I wasn't okay. And yeah. I just, and suddenly I realized I was so focused on everything else and bending over backwards and saying yes to everything. I had no boundaries. I had no, uh, and I'm still, I'm still stepping into that power, but that was where everything for me really, truly shifted. And this map of my life and who I thought I was and everything not only began to change, but I realized I was really in control of that. Uh, I could choose what I wanted and what boundaries to withhold and what to do with my life and how to take care of myself and what I needed. And I'm still stepping into that. I actually mm -hmm. had a moment, had just had a moment the other day where I was talking to one of my best friends who's uh, native and she's really struggled with a lot of the things that have happened over the last few years politically and, yeah. and, and with the government. And I realized like, my social media in itself has become that same reflection of like, don't say things, don't upset people, don't right. speak your mind, you know, because you never know. And, and I'm still learning to set boundaries and say my truth and be who I am. But I am developing those tools and that self-confidence and that self-love to, to, to be more of myself and yeah. be more authentic. And, 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 but it really took, it really took a really 
really yucky and awakening of even when I thought things were getting better that like, you know, if you ignore yourself and your self-care and your needs and your wants, eventually it just, yeah, it doesn't give you the choice, you know? And I could have stayed in that. I could have stayed in that depressing wallow of like, oh, whatever, you know, but I didn't, I wanted so much more for myself and I want so much more for everyone else, you know, that's struggling with that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. powerful. I love it. Well, and and I think that's so true because when you're coming out of that and you're thinking, all I have to do is get to the next step and the next step and the next step, you're forgetting that you're one of those steps, right? And so, yeah, that self-care so right is here so... And now and you right here in the now is a step. Yeah. We don't yeah. always have to be focused on the next. We have to be now and we have to be now with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. So, so tell me about uh, what, what advice would you give to 18 year old you? God, right, <laughs> right. Okay, right, right. First right. of all, right, right. Because writing and reading are two of the most important things, and being creative. Yeah, yeah. That I back Bernard because nobody else liked it. Nobody thought it was going to pay the bills. Nobody thought it was a worthy habit. And I, even outside of that, I focused so much on who I thought other people wanted me to be, who I thought society wanted me to be. I was so focused on not myself. And that's who I should have been focused on it. And you know, at 18, we don't have that mindset, but if Mm -hmm. I could talk to my 18 year old self, it really would be do what makes you happy. Do what makes you passionate. Obviously, of course, we still have to pay the bills, but don't forget about you. Don't forget about your hobbies. Don't forget about what you need and what you want because oh gosh, you're so worth it. Not yeah. what not what a man says, not what your family says, not what a partner says. What you feel is worthy is what you are worthy of. Oh, I love it. Yes, absolutely. Because I think we don't do that enough, do we? Don't, we don't. Mm. So, so where can people find your books? Ladymacxo.com. Um, they can okay, find good. everything there. There are free stories. There are free blogs. There is sexual education. There is fun little games. There is seven erotica novels. There is a, a sex game I made. There nice. is my journal. There's everything. I got awesome. everything. Awesome. 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 Social media on pretty much everything. Lady Mac XO or okay. Carissa. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh-huh. So one more question for you. So what sure. do you wish more people knew? I wish more people knew their bodies and their minds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and how yeah. their, their mind can make them feel sexual without their body feeling, you know, necessarily. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so true. And I think more people, more women need to be comfortable in their skin. Yes. Totally so. agree. Well, I I applaud you for what you're doing because I think it's so brave and getting out there and publishing the series and, you know, following it up and putting your story out there. I I just can't applaud you enough because more people need to see um, that you can take, you know, you can take your passion and turn it into whatever you want it to be. You just have to have that fire, right? That fire in you. Well, and I think that, um, I think that what you're doing and putting your story out there is going to inspire a lot of people. So I really appreciate it. 
I really appreciate how authentic you are and, you know, how, how completely transparent and in all aspects, you know, that you're, you're out there and you're saying, this is why this matters. And this is why this internal power matters and confidence. And so thank you for pursuing your passion, because I think you're really helping a lot of people. That was really sweet. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me here. This was wonderful. This was really nice. Good, good, good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, everybody. Um, please check out the prettypowerfulpodcast.com and you can see all of Carissa's links there as well. If you can't remember the name of the, or the website, please check it out on our website and you can link to her bio and to her her books and, and um, please do support her. Um, you know, I, I think she's doing some great things. So thank, thank you. you for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining our guests on the Pretty Powerful Podcast. And we hope you've gained new insight and learned from exceptional women. Remember to subscribe or check out this and all episodes on prettypowerfulpodcast.com. Visit us next time. And until then, step into your own power. 